If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful and helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. And go in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the BSN Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at MyGreenSolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Now, let's jump into the show. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of BSN Rockies. And on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be discussing the 4-2 to two win over the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's a real thing that happened. The Colorado Rockies uh, snapping what was at one point a 12-game losing streak in Los Angeles and doing so on the backs of some pretty strong pitching performances obviously we're going to focus most of this conversation on Kyle Freeland uh, and Chichi Gonzalez he absolutely deserves to be a part of this conversation more and more as we move forward it was an absolutely fantastic outing for him out of the bullpen and so as we move forward here uh, we're going to continue to look at Chichi Gonzalez as a possible member of that bullpen a possible member of the rotation and he's going to continue to be a factor in one way or another but I'll tell you what I'll start here because this is where we have to begin Kyle Freeland looked good in fact Kyle Freeland looked very good he looked not just like a pitcher who was trying to get back out there and feel some stuff out he didn't look like a guy who was you know, just trying to be healthy and and show that the injury was behind him and that he was 100% and that he was confident. He was getting right back to 
the kind of progress that we were saw him that we were saw him excuse me that we were seeing him making uh, when he returned from that stint he had in AAA, making some mechanical adjustments, uh, some things that he had done before he went down on the IL. And we saw those in his two innings of work. He did give up the three hits. He got the one strikeout, but he was able to navigate it. He wasn't getting hit hard. He was able to locate particularly his off speed and his breaking pitches away from righties and was able to come up and in a couple of times with the fastball and get it where he needed it to go. So it's a small sample size as we knew it was going to be when he returned and it's just good news all the way around for Rockies fans and for Kyle Freeland and the biggest news is still the health but if you can see something coming out of the pitches that he's throwing right now too uh, you, you get the sense that Kyle Freeland isn't just taking these as health reps he's taking them as get better reps and he is continuing his process of getting better Freeland, as we've said many, many times before, is among the most important keys for the Colorado Rockies to rebound in 2020. And that's part of the reason why he's been so adamant about getting back out there and why the club has been so adamant about getting him back out there. He is an invaluable member of this team. His competitiveness that you saw come out even in that short stint against the Dodgers, again, he wasn't just coming out to throw some pitches over the strike zone. Uh, he, he was extraordinarily efficient, whereas he threw 29 pitches, 21 of them for strikes. He wasn't messing around out there. He wasn't nibbling. He came to play. And the Dodgers, yeah, you know, you can say, hey, they're packing in a limit in a little bit they secured the division on September 10th which is crazy but they're out there trying to stay sharp for the postseason as well they have no interest in mailing it in against the Rockies or against Kyle Freeland who they know caused them a ton of problems in 2018 I know uh, a lot of times fans have short memories and everyone has forgotten uh, how good the Colorado Rockies were in 2018 already but players have long memories and there are a lot of guys in that Dodgers clubhouse who would love more than anything to go out there knock Kyle Freeland around embarrass him a little bit maybe send him into the offseason shook so that he doesn't come out with confidence in 2020 because they know at his best what Kyle Freeland is capable of doing. They saw it firsthand many, many times over the last couple of years, and they know what a difference it makes for the Colorado Rockies. So by no means were they out there just trying to allow him to get back to doing what he does, but that's what he did. And it couldn't have been a better sign for Rockies fans looking for the future. I've talked a lot recently about the young position players. We couldn't be seeing much better signs right now from Garrett Hampson here in the second half from Ryan McMahon. I think for most of the season from Ryan Tapia, but this is this dwarfs them all in a way, right? If if Ryan excuse me, if Kyle Freeland can get himself right, that is enormous for this team and it can allow them to do a great number of interesting things next year without having to go absolutely crazy in in the offseason in a way we know that they're not going to do because well they've never done that before you know they're not going to go and get 
Madison Bumgarner. They're not going to go and, you know, trade for Mike Trout, not that that's available. Whoever the the big option people are, the Rockies aren't going to be doing that. But a huge acquisition that they can get in 2020 is a good version of Kyle Freeland. In fact, that's probably the best acquisition that they can get. And so, like I said, I thought all of his pitches looked good. I thought the changeup in particular, which is something he'd been working on getting back before he got injured, uh, looked really, really sharp. And so we're probably going to get to see him one more time back out there this year. And, uh, you know, you hope he can maybe go three innings, throw a little bit more, uh, get maybe up to 35, 40 pitches, and that it all goes well and that Kyle Freeland can go into the offseason full steam ahead, full strength to do all of his off-season conditioning and, and workouts and all of that stuff, and mentally to be in a place where he feels like he can help this team get back on track, that he finished his season on a positive note with some positive momentum and not on an injury, which isn't how anybody wants to finish their season. Uh, and then, of course, somebody finishing his season on a high note is your boy, Chichi Gonzalez comes out of the bullpen to pitch five innings. He gives up two runs but strikes out eight. Career high for him. Only walks one. Uh, boy, if he was trying to show that he can be a long reliever, that was quite the audition. Uh, our guy Patrick Lyons was throwing out some fun statistics. I'll see if I can bring a few of them up here for you uh, on that. But it was absolutely a rare outing out of the bullpen for well, really anybody, but certainly for the Rockies, for you to be able to enter the game. And, of course, now he knew he was coming into it, so there is a slight difference. when Usually when a guy has to come into the game in the third uh, out of the bullpen, it's because the starter is getting absolutely destroyed, and the reliever probably was not prepared when the game started, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to be out there in the third inning. All that said, it's still difficult to do that, to properly prepare yourself, get all of your pitches right, get your arm ready, go into the ball game and pitch five innings of a game you did not start. So uh, according to our guy Patrick Lyons, he's the first relief pitcher ever with that line at Dodger Stadium, at least since uh, the, it looks like May 10th, 1978. So certainly he's the only relief pitcher in Rockies history to do it. Um, Ubaldo Jimenez and Herman Marquez have done it against the Dodgers, but not in Dodgers Stadium. And it's the longest outing out of the bullpen for Colorado since Johan Flande. Don't mess with the Flande in 2015. So it's been a little while since somebody has come out of the bullpen and done what we saw Chichi Gonzalez do in that win over the Dodgers. And it was... As I said, it was much needed. It wasn't even just like, oh, hey, what a nice story. It led directly to the win, but it also is an audition. The Rockies are going to have some open bullpen spots. They need to find somebody who can take over in that multi-inning role out of the pen. They thought it was going to be Chris Russin this year. That didn't work out. They thought for a minute it could be Chad Bettis. That was starting to work out, but then he got hurt, and... This little bullpen tandem, again, of Chi-Chi going five. You can't count on that, but assume, you know, Freeland's not going to go. 
two or three. But if you normalize this game a little bit and assume Kyle Freeland were to go four or five innings, you could have Chi-Chi go two, and then Estevez and Diaz finish it out. That's a much, much better place for your bullpen than you were earlier in the year and, and than they were for a lot of last year. Estevez picks up his 11th hold, and Diaz got a, a save in that game. I think it was in some small way important for him to get back on track after blowing one. He hasn't blown uh, many throughout the year and only one since having become the team's closer in lieu of uh, Wade Davis. And it wasn't even a total disaster either, as like some of the ones we had seen from Davis. But Diaz gets back on the horse. In fact, he gets a couple of punch outs and a clean one, two, three inning. Exactly how you want to see the young man respond. Because I did bring up, you know, on the Denver Sports Podcast about how Estevez and Diaz were two of the brightest signs, and they happened to mention to me, aren't you the one always talking about how relievers are so volatile and what do you know? And that's all true, but the nice thing with these guys from a team perspective is that they're making league minimum, they're under team control, they're still young, and they've got all the natural stuff. So a lot of this really is just about the experience and the know-how finally starting to catch up with the live arms of Carlos Estevez and Jairo Diaz, and these are the results. I think you've got two really good relievers on your hands with these kids, and you put them there with Scott Oberg. I've said it a couple of times before, but it's worth repeating. Right there is your huge difference. Freeland, Diaz, Estevez, Oberg, they showed you in one day, well, without Oberg obviously being around, you can substitute Perhaps Chi-Chi in is a very intriguing long man in the bullpen, maybe fifth rotation guy even. I mean, he's not he's out there pitching for a job. I'll tell you what, Chi-Chi Gonzalez looks like a guy who's pitching for a job, and you've got to respect the results he's put up the last couple of outings that we've seen him, whether it's been as a starter or out of the pen. And I'd like to see him in spring training next year, uh, see if the Rockies can figure out a way. He's probably one of those guys who could be a, a depth starter out there in Albuquerque next year, ready to step up if somebody gets hurt. And you'd feel much, much better about him in that situation than he did about some of the guys the Rockies had in that role this year. You'd feel so much better, in fact, that you wouldn't find yourself needing to go over to the fridge quite as often for a Breckenridge brew. That is, unless you just happen to want one. You know, it's about time in the year for those vanilla stouts. I'm sorry, the vanilla porter and the oatmeal stouts to be coming out. Maybe they'll make us a vanilla stout. We'll see. I'll I'll put in a word down there. We'll, we'll see what we can do. But if those aren't your thing or you're not quite ready for the winter, you want some cider for the fall season, the Colorado Core is what you're looking for. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I had a few of them the other day. Really fantastic cider slash beer. Really, it's more of a hybrid. It's not too, so it's not going to be that super sweet thing if you're not a cider drinker, but maybe you like a little bit more tartness in your beer might be the right thing for you. Check it out. Or maybe you're the other way. You're a cider drinker who's not too into having too much beer in your beverage. I think it's a nice, happy medium between those. It's the Colorado Core from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. And you know it's just damn good beer. 
Hey, I'm going to take a quick break here, come back on the other side of it, and talk about some of the offensive accomplishments from the Colorado Rockies' win over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hey, if you're like me, and you're trying to figure out how to be a mature, refined adult, or if you just really like wine, you have to check out my friends over at Weinster. Weinster is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. What makes Weinster special is that the majority of the wineries they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're also getting supporting real people making real wine, not one of the few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. With Weinster, all you have to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from the small from the best small wine producers in the U.S. Then, when you fall in love with a couple of wines as a club member, you can have them sent right back to your door with no shipping costs. We especially love Weinster here because it was founded by three CU Boulder alums. So sign up today with the code BSN25 to get $25 off your first shipment of wine and start being a real grown-up. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. Diamond Club is based right here in Denver, and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success. Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club because it's it's a great way to really show them they're, they're learning baseball the right way. That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition. Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of as well as getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer like entire team instruction and fitness programs you know the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge positive attitude work ethic and fun that their summer camps provide your child will want to play on one of their teams Check out diamondclubbaseball.net today to learn more. Welcome back into the BSN Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. And the Colorado Rockies win over the Los Angeles Dodgers in that set was brought to you by some really quality pitching and the kids getting it done on offense. Your boy, Garrett Hampson, who remains an incredibly hot hitter. He's hitting over 300 over the last month. And he keeps stealing bases. Got his 13th stolen base in that one. Gets a a base hit, a run scored, a stolen base, and a walk. Filling up the box score. That's the kind of game you like to see Garrett Hampson. Was leading off in that one. uh, Setting the tone against Walker Buehler. And anytime you can get four earned runs against Walker Buehler at Dodger Stadium, you've had a pretty solid day offensively. And it was pretty cool to see the Rockies go out there and do that. Without Nolan Arenado in the lineup, uh, they've got uh, Josh Fuentes coming up with the big home run late, obviously. Obviously, the seventh inning one that was an insurance run that they technically you could argue you could say well they didn't need it they could have won three to two but Blackwood 
disagree with that assessment. Each one of them counts, but that was that was a big moment. It also got Walker Bueller out of the game, and and so you know, and as kind of the flip of what I was saying earlier about the Dodgers lineup, and you know, where they maybe mailing in against Freeland or. Chichi Gonzalez a little bit no and there's no way Walker Bueller is relaxing to try to give up a home run to Josh Fuentes right there so that's a big deal for the young man in Fuentes who continues to try to establish himself as a major leaguer it's the now third home run of his career and I'm telling you folks that swing looks an awful lot like his cousins when it works just right and there's that part of you that just wonders if maybe there's something in the DNA, and not just to compare him to his cousin. I mean, Josh Fuentes has been through a lot. We've talked about it on this podcast. Patrick Lyons has written about it extraordinarily well a couple of times. Uh, I just did an interview actually not too long ago with the scout that found a lot of these guys and the pride that they take in what Josh Fuentes has become. So to see him out there on a major league diamond, at Dodger Stadium, taking one of the best pitchers in the National League deep uh, late in the game. Pretty cool stuff for Josh Fuentes. A two-hit game for Ryan Tapia, batting out of the two spot. Came up with a big RBI. Also drew a walk. He's showing you a little bit more just growth. It's slow, it's steady, but it's growth. Ryan Tapia continues to get better. Uh, he's sitting at a 280 batting average. I think you'd like to see him finish a little bit closer to 290. But with his speed and with him making improvements on the defense, that's going to continue to play. And then Ryan McMahon with his 23rd home run of the season, looking very likely that he'll be a, I don't know why we care about the rounder numbers, but a 25 home run uh, rookie campaign for Ryan McMahon while remember he's learning a brand new position at second base uh, going back to kind of a little bit before last season really but he hasn't played he, he played mostly third and first coming up through his minor league career he's become a very very good defensive second baseman and he's hitting the ball Got himself up to a 253 batting average after the tough start, which isn't great, but he does have the best walk rate on the team. So when you combine that, he's got a really good on base and a really good slugging. That makes his OPS pretty quality. And I, I do think he's going to continue to tighten everything up. Remember, Ryan McMahon is still just 24 years old. He's been in the big leagues, it feels like, for a couple of years now, even though that's only a little bit true as a bench guy for most of last year and it just appeared at the very end of the season before that but this is the player that a lot of us thought Ryan McMahon was going to eventually become and again when you're out there going yard off a of Walker Buell or a Dodger Stadium it's usually because you're doing something right at this point in your career uh, so really quality day for the Colorado Rockies at the plate to be able to scratch out the four earned runs, which is what they would need against Walker Buehler to get the win behind all of the pitching. There was some nice defense as well. Again, I think uh, Hampson uh, is looking more and more comfortable out there pretty much wherever you put him. Uh, at second base, he's always looked good, but he's been able to show that off a little bit more as of late. Uh, he got to show it off on the last homestand at shortstop on a play or two when they let Story take a break. And I think Tapia is looking better and better out there as well. And he's looking better on the base paths. He doesn't still get the 
absolute best of jumps. Uh, he doesn't get the leads that I think he needs to get. He could stand to get a little bit larger of a lead unless he's really not confident that he can't get back to the bag. But other than that, you're seeing this is the positive momentum from the guys that you need to be seeing positive momentum from. The people that needed to finish the year on a high note were Ryan McMahon, Garrett Hampson, Josh Fuentes, Raimel Tapia, Carlos Estevez, Jairo Diaz, all of these guys. And, and then preferably, I mean, you'd like to see Kyle Freeland end the year on a high note. And so far he is. Uh, really just getting back out there is a high note for him. You would have loved to see that for Dahl, Gray, and Marquez. And, it look, and it's just not going to be in the cards for those guys. They're going to have to finish their seasons on injury note. But you don't feel especially guarded about those guys at least in terms of the kind of value you're going to get from them when they're on the field going into next season the guys who are some question marks oh and of course then Hilliard who we'll talk about more when we get into the uh, series finale against the Dodgers but those are the players that you really wanted to see having good finishes to the season so that they can show up at spring training 2020 ready to help the Rockies compete and even so that the Rockies can go into the offseason with a bit of flexibility and a bit of extra value and they can point around the league now and if they feel like Toppy is their guy maybe they're saying hey give us a really good reliever for Sam Hilliard or if they feel like Hilliard's their guy they're going hey give us a really good reliever for Rymel Tapia in either case you feel pretty good about being able to do that or if the rest of the league's going ah we don't think that Sam Hilliard's six home runs in a week and a half are real then you just go well okay then we'll hang on to him we feel pretty good about it and all those guys show up next year there's still a lot of different ways you can get pitchers in here so that's what I mean by flexibility in the offseason you can use them as trade chips or you can just count on their value next year and expect a lot of these young guys to come out and produce for you which means that you can afford to spend money on pitching. Has it ever worked out or not is a whole other can of worms that we've been over before, but you, whether or not spending money on pitching really kills you depends on how much money you have to spend everywhere else. And you're still not spending a ton on Freeland. You're getting a great deal on Marquez. You're getting a great deal still in arbitration on John Gray. And so if you have to spend a little bit more to get a starting pitcher in here who's maybe not going to be quite worth the contract, well, the fact that those guys aren't making as much and that you can roll out an outfield with Hampson and Hilliard and Tapia who aren't making all that much and Dahl who's still just going to be getting into arbitration just now, you've got a pretty solid off-season plan in front of you. And so these young players are doing a great job to show the front office what they have what they don't have, but more what they really do have moving forward. All right, I think I'm actually going to wrap this one up here, a little bit of a shorter one, but I figure I'll do that and then leave the conversation about the series loss and some of the bigger picture things that I wanted to get to for another episode with the schedule limited today I've just got to space it out this way so I appreciate you sticking with me hope you're following us on all the social media at BSN Rockies you know, I'm at Drew Creaseman. He's at Patrick D. Lyons. Hopefully everyone is following him at this point. He's really done a fantastic job, and I'm looking forward 
to working with him more and more as obviously as this season finishes out here, but then on into the off season and into next year. I know it's a weird time to be wearing Rockies merch, but you know, after Rockies wins, you can get it for half off and you can still go out there and support Kyle Freeland's return. Be a Kyle Freeland guy or gal by going over to bsndenvermerch.com, getting one of those homegrown shirts to show you still support him. Either way, I know you'll continue to be absolutely awesome. I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman, and until next time, I will see you at the ballpark. Hey guys, I was just sitting here talking to Lindsay about Total Bev's new app. It's incredible. You can shop 5,000 different wines, 2,000 beers, 3,500 spirits, anytime, anywhere. Better yet, you can have Total Beverage shop for you and pick it up inside prepaid and waiting for you. Wait a second, that is so cool. So can I still get it delivered if I use the app? Absolutely. I know you guys have heard of their delivery service. Total Beverage will deliver to your house within 90 minutes or less. We can even save you 10 bucks on a purchase of 50. Use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout. What's also amazing, BSN fam, if you can't find an item you want, Total Bev will give you suggestions of similar items on the shelf. Or you can request a special item right from your phone. It really doesn't get much better than that. Remember, use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout to save. That's T-O-T-A-L-L-Y 10.